Welcome to the Elder Hour podcast, where we discuss the history of plants from a magical perspective. We'll be exploring the history, lore, and mystical properties of a new plant every single week. I'm your host, Juliette Diaz, an indigenous Taino bruja and seer from a long line of medicine women and men. I have a master's of science in herbal medicine, best-selling author of witchery, Embrace the Witch Within, and founder of Plant Coven. And I'm your host, Chelsea Selby, owner of occult bath and body brand, Witch Baby Soap, college-educated holistic health practitioner, and lifelong witch. Welcome to episode seven of the Elder Hour. Today, we're going to talk about clovers Mm -hmm. for St. Patrick's Day. Yes. We have a lot of stuff to go through, so let's jump into it. Yes. So clover trifolium is the most commonly found clover which is known for its four-leaf luck, but Mm -hmm. usually it's three leaves. And a lot of people really overlook the fact that even clover itself without the four leaves is very magical and powerful Mm -hmm. and has a lot of history, symbolism, and we're going to dive right into that. Yep. Also, four-leaf clover is just a genetic mutation, too. Yes. (laughs) I don't think a lot of people realize that. Yeah, and then... Commonly, genetic mutations, like even, um, or just in humans, particularly in our indigenous cultures all over the world, everyone sees it as sacred, as something beautiful, not like in today's world where we see um, different and and what's not perfect as ugly and Mm -hmm. not important when back then things like four-leaf clovers that were genetic are... Very special. Evolved. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, clover goes by the folk names honey, honey stalks, shamrock, three-leaved grass, trefoil, and trifoil. Mm-hmm. I've also seen it referred to as honeysuckle. Yes. I guess before there was, like, a clear distinction. For both of them, yeah. It's also um, ruled by mercury, Although I found some conflicting info about the actual planetary ruler. Um, Some people say it's ruled by Jupiter. Also, the uh, red or honey or sweet clovers also have Venusian aspects. And we'll talk about that more later when we get into the medical uses, especially because clover does have a lot of uh, uses for... Um, hormone-related symptoms and health problems. Yes, especially the red clover Mm -hmm. is really medicinal. It's also um, part of the air element, Mm -hmm. and it's a masculine herb. So first of all, let's clear up the fact that a shamrock is always a clover, even though a clover might not always be a shamrock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the shamrock is just the four-leaf variety, right? right. Um, shamrock is now associated with oxalis, but was originally associated with the four-leaf white clover. The switch to oxalis happened for commercial reasons, basically so that stores could sell four-leafed clovers mm. at St. Patrick's Day. Interesting. They also have a strong association with the fae. I don't know if you've looked into that, but um, 
So we know they're associated with leprechauns, Mm -hmm. obviously. That's like the most commercialized aspect of the clover. The leprechauns are the shoemakers of the fae. They are said to trick humans with their pot of gold. Yes. And they live over a thousand years. There's actually laws in the EU to protect leprechauns. That's so funny. So you can use shamrocks for and clovers for fairy magic. And I looked um I looked in the Idiot's Guide to Elves and Fairies. Yeah. <laughs> and I found some really interesting stuff. So you can rub clover juice and rainwater on your eyelids to see fairies. And that clovers found near sacred streams are more powerful when trying to see the fae. And you can also tuck clovers into your pillowcase to dream of fairyland. Also, um, if a fae has cast... If the fae have cast a hex upon you, clovers are very instrumental in breaking fae hexes. That's interesting because when some of the research on clover association with the fae, it wasn't particularly the nice fae. Yeah. It was those fae that, like you said, trick you. Mm -hmm. And once they give you what you want, if they do give you what you want, they're expecting something back. So, I wonder... You can also give clovers as offerings. Yeah. <laughs> they just want clovers. They just want clovers <laughs> everywhere. Uh, I don't work with the Fae, so I don't nope. specifically know how you uh, navigate that, but... Hey. Still interesting. Rub some clovers on your eyelids, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> then, during the conversion of... Ireland from Druidry to Christianity. Mm-hmm. St. Patrick used the clover to explain the Holy Trinity. Right. And that's how the clover became associated with St. Patrick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then possibly that's where the connection with the whole luck and Christianity came from. They associate it. Well, the four-leaf four clover. Yes. Okay, so the, the three-leaf clover is supposed to represent the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, it also represents the mother, the maiden, and the crone. Right. The four-leaf clover represents hope, faith, love, and luck. And like indigenous culture, the four-leaf is the directions. Yes. I've also read that the, the four-leaf is um, also represents each... Uh, element, element, and direction. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why we would consider it powerful and very magical in property. Mm-hmm. Well, you were telling me something about the number four in Asian culture. Yeah. Too. So number four to them is bad luck. So they don't. They're probably the only ones that see it as mm-hmm. bad luck um, because of the way they say number four um, in their language. It sounds like death. Mm-hmm. So they associate it with death, that even in their buildings, they skip the fourth floor because of how much they really associate that number with bad luck. So that is something totally polar opposite of 
the clover. But I've also seen a lot of Asian um, associations with plants and things like that, especially because I'm working with a lot of plant entries right now. Uh-huh. They don't particularly like many of the plants that we usually use for positive energy. They'll see them as negative energy. So they have yeah. a very interesting um, perspective. I wonder if it also has to do with the fact that it's like a masculine herb because it's like a energetic, like a super energetic herb. Yeah, they, do, they don't like um, strong energies like that at all. Yeah, like soothing. Right. Everything has to be very zen or very open so that it could flow, um, that it doesn't block anything mm-hmm. energetically wise. So it could be all associated with those things as well. I do have the five clovers that mm-hmm. I wanted to go over with you guys um, because I do forage a lot of clover. And for me, um, each one of them does connect with you in different ways, even mm-hmm. though they're all clovers. And I'll teach you how to identify them really quickly if you're ever out in nature. I mean, they grow everywhere. Yeah. And I, we're just not even noticing them. Yeah. Yeah. I they're Well, I mean, I feel like you notice them when you're a kid and then you grow up and then you're like, uh, weed. Weed, yes. Weed. And it's so, so sad. sad. <laughs> <laughs> we're such nerds. Um, <laughs> so we're going to start with the red clover. Red clover is primarily bright pink. If you look at the leaves, this is where we want to pay attention when we find um, plants in nature. The leaves are kind of football shaped, but if you pay attention, the leaves themselves have arrows, like white arrows on them. Mm -hmm. These arrows for us as indigenous people are protection. So we use the red clover for banishing, protection, guarding, things like that. Spiritually, it's really good to work with red um, clover to protect the heart Mm -hmm. because of association of the color plus the arrow. Um, The white clover has white patterns on the leaves also, but they're not arrow-like. I love that, like, the patterns are important. They're super important, yeah. We look at every little detail. Um, So the pattern on the white clover... Um, I mean, obviously you're going to know which one is white because it's a white clover, but the pattern is interesting because people really do say that it's an arrow. It's not an arrow. It's Mm -hmm. more like a watermark. Yeah. Kind of like you left your cup on your table and it has like a little watermark ring. And we drop all these in the blog. Yeah, definitely going to put them in the blog. So white clover is associated with um, sweetness and love and joy particularly because bees love white clovers mm-hmm. and their honey comes out a lot much sweeter. Yeah. So then we have crimson clover, which is my favorite, which is what I poured in our drink today. Mm-hmm. Um, crimson is like a fluorescent red, very deep red, um, a t- triangle shape leaf, which geometric and rounded kind of like red spotted marks on top of those leaves. Yeah. They also have a little bit of hair on those leaves. Either way, the reason why this crimson clover is so important to me and why I put it in our drink today is because it opens up our psychic awareness, mm-hmm. so an intuition. And it's that geometric shape. Yes, it's that geometric pattern and symbolism along with that crimson deep going into like your deep blood. Um, then we're going to go into rose clover. It's a light pink. Leaves are shaped like tears. Very, very important. 
Um, they're, I was going to say they're horny. They're hairy. <laughs> they're very hairy from stem to top. So it's kind of like they're very disheveled. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because their symbolism to us when I work with them in spirituality and my practice is for broken hearts. It's for oh, trauma. Um, it is for healing of the heart. If you were hurt, if you went through a lot of trauma. So looking at the rose clover, it looks like it's been through some shit. Yeah. It's like it's hair. It's very hairy. So it looks like you just woke up with your hair, messy Wild. hair. Yep. And the shape of the leaves are tears like you're crying yeah and then the rose color is directly connected to the heart center yeah (laughs) so that's definitely a plant you want to work with um i mean the type of clover you want to work with and then last is strawberry um it's pink um and the strawberry name comes from when all the petals fall off Mm -hmm. the seed head looks like a strawberry yeah and those used to grow in my backyard. They're so yeah, I used to have those also. Like I grew up in the projects though. Project yeah. housing, they were all over the freaking place. Um, so because of this, this kind of clover is really good for passion and creativity. Mm-hmm. Like passionate, like bringing passion and fire into your creative life or your love life or your self-love, things like that. So those are the five. And I'll also put this down in the the blog. Yeah, I love that. I've never actually like stopped to think about the patterns on the leaves. Yeah, I love before. patterns. Yeah. Um, those strawberry clovers used to be Gia's favorite when she was a baby too. Like when we would play in the backyard, she would always pick all of those. She's amazing. I love your daughter so much. So I have some number associations here. Two leaves indicate a new lover is coming your way mm. or a lover may be returning depending on you know, what source you're reading this from. Three leaves represent, as I said before, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or the Mother, Maiden, Crone. Four leaves represent hope, faith, love, and luck. The four-leaf clover is considered lucky because it's the shape of the cross. Mm. Um, And it allows a person carrying it to detect evil spirits. And which is, I read that too. Yeah. Fuck. There have been members of the Royal Guard that have clover insignia on their armor yes. to keep away witches. Mm-hmm. I've also read that. You're supposed to put a four-leaf clover in your shoe at Lamas. Mm. And that the four-leaf clover um, prevents against scam artists, hucksters, and sorcery. Mm. The five leaves are supposed to represent the pentagram. I've also read that you should not work with a five-leaf clover unless you're more advanced at magic mm-hmm. because it comes with very strong but very spiritual properties. Yep. So you have to be a skilled magic wielder. So to tie into that five-leaf for its message, because all of the different numbers – and the colors and the identities of them are, they all have like their own little voices and their own plant messages. Mm-hmm. So for the five leaf one and the three, but primarily the five, if you really want to like amp up your magic, um, 
The flower of those clovers are really neglected in the witch community. These flowers, the plant as a whole, is very powerful in one's journey to self-discovery and awareness. Many of us grow up in a society that looks down on witches, especially if you're gifted beings, leaving us scared and hidden most of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. So clover can access these programmings and help us banish them. Like they'll go in because a lot of the parts of us that are we have trouble moving on or seeing a different perspective is that they were literally programmed in our way of being Mm -hmm. of what we actually understand yeah and it's like in the back of your memory and your consciousness like we can't really access them because we don't remember what kind of programming happened to us so working with this um really helps clear them out so if you make sure to meditate with clover during the full moon to rid yourself of old programming and to fight find your truth the flowers are gentle beings um, with soft-spoken vibrations who simply want to brighten up your day and really help you find your sacred self and your pure self yeah i really love that yeah yeah i totally get that energy off of clovers too like that very you know healing energy mm-hmm. but without being so aggressive it's more like subtle yeah it's very subtle but the subtleness is more of um okay so you know how you're i have visions right mm-hmm. and a lot of us do here and there have visions mm-hmm. but because i'm so constantly having them i know when i first started having them i was supposed i was being taught by my tribe how to stay in the vision that's the whole freaking purpose for me yeah. to have them in the first place um your body doesn't know what's going on when you're in a space like a vision. Yeah. It's very, it's like your spirit goes there, but your body freaks the fuck out. Totally. Right? Uh Uh-huh. So when I get a vision, I get really excited, Mm -hmm. and then I get too excited, and it's just like, bye. Disappears, and I'm like, fuck! Yep. It's the same (laughs) thing when I started having visions. I started since I was very little. So as a little girl... Back then, I was able to stay in it Mm because it was so fun for me. But then as I was growing older, um, it would come on, and then I'm like, oh, shit, the vision's here. Okay, focus, stay, stay. And because I'm trying to stay in it and focus, Mm. my body starts freaking out like it's something's wrong, and I'll get out of the vision. Um, I struggled a lot of years to try to stay in the vision calm Mm -hmm. and be able to walk around and see messages and everything like that. Yeah. Um, So you are pushed out of your vision because you're not prepared so clover works in that fashion where it's subtle in your body your Mm -hmm. physical body and gentle enough so that you don't snap out of the healing process and freak out yeah but it's very powerful once it's in there and starts healing you Mm -hmm. that was my association with both of that i love that though now i'm gonna like use some clovers to try to not zap those visions away because I get really really excited and then I'm like oh cool (laughs) and like it's happening and then I'm too excited so I'm not calm anymore right and I have to try to not be so excited it's hard it's really hard to get in that I'm I'm a seer so I have visions all the time and Mm -hmm. I can tell you that It was really hard to get to that point where I had to figure out. I think it's different for everyone Uh um, because we react different. Kind of like when I see a ghost or a spirit like right next to you right now, I'm chill. Is there a ghost next to me? Yeah, for sure. Always. (laughs) It's like you're like attracting ghosts all the time. So I'm okay with them. And they're trying to have conversations with me and I'm just chill here talking to you. Mm -hmm. Whereas 
maybe another person who sees as well like I do, they'll react to it differently. Their body might feel different. Mm -hmm. They're not as used to it as I am or they're used to it, but they're still in some kind of fear response state. Yeah. So everybody's different with approaching your gifts and your abilities and especially going into visions. You have to figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just shut your brain off because even just talking or just saying oh my god this is a vision this is happening Mm -hmm. it's going to bring you connected to your physical body and you leave the spirit world Mm -hmm. so anything that doesn't connect you to the physical body which is shut your fucking brain off don't say anything be as calm as possible and just let it happen if it was happening stay in that state whatever you were doing stay there sometimes it's just washing the dishes (laughs) That's so awesome. <laughs> like, I'll be washing the dishes or, like, when I go into, you know, that... Meditative, you active know, meditation. Yeah. A lot of people think you can't be spiritual while you're just doing boring fucking tasks. But I find that's, like, sometimes where I get the most downloads of information is when I'll be washing dishes or, like... Doing some random fucking thing, sweeping, I don't know. Yeah, organizing. Yeah. I literally, every time I'm worth my plants, watering them is meditative. Taking care of them, pruning them, repotting mm-hmm. them. Um, everything is very magical. Our whole life is magical. We just don't see it that way. So a lot of people, um, they're like, well, I don't have time to have a magical practice and the whole point is that we have to keep bringing this up magic is a lifestyle Mm -hmm. it really is it is you have to see your life as magic and you'll be practicing magic all the damn time yep well you know what part of my magical practice um and this was something i really leaned into when i was in college mindfulness is so important And if you practice mindfulness regularly, Mm -hmm. then almost everything in life becomes meditation. It's kind of like the power of now or whatever. Um, I would try to be present in every moment. And I feel like doing that has helped a lot of my witchcraft and manifesting and also my connection to the divine. So when I'm doing household tasks, when I'm doing mundane domestic chores I am focusing and trying to be fully present Mm -hmm. one thing one practice that has like revolutionized how I look at mindfulness I read this it was like this small book written by uh, a monk Mm -hmm. and he said that during training to be a monk you would do everything with two hands. So if you open a doorknob, you're going to put both hands on the doorknob so that you're fully present in opening the doorknob. Like if you are picking up your your mug, you're going to pick it up with two hands so that all of your attention is focused on what you're doing in that moment. I just got like the weirdest realization. <laughs> So, you know, I have um, simple Tourette's Mm -hmm. and OCD. Uh, Just recently, the diagnosis came back as Tourette OCD. Mm -hmm. So it's literally both of them together. Um, And some of the therapy that they were suggesting was to be more present 
when I'm touching things because mm-hmm. I do swipe my hand over and over. But as you know, my neck moves a lot mm-hmm. and it's getting worse. But um, they're talking about trying to be present. So I wonder if I approach touching things that way just so I could pay attention and instead of me getting a high off of how something felt with one hand and just being present with whatever object I'm touching, if it changes kind of how psychologically my brain functions. It, I think it totally does change how your brain functions. I did this thing. My friend came to visit when I was living in Florida and we went to one of those, you know, those upside down buildings on iDrive and they're like science centers. I mm-hmm. forget what they're called. We went to one of those and we played this like soccer game thing. Mm-hmm. But so you put this headset on. Yeah. And you're supposed to move the ball in the soccer field with your mind. Mm-hmm. So we sit down and I'm just Jedi mind trick destroying her mm-hmm. in this like mind soccer game. And she's like, I think mine's broken. Switch with me. <laughs> so we switch sides and I'm still just absolutely destroying her. Mm-hmm. And it's because... The way that we would practice mindfulness in college, we would do these breathing exercises. We did hypnosis, all kinds of stuff. And also, we would try to control our pulse through breathing. Mm-hmm. So we would time each other's pulses and try to control the rate of our pulse through breath work. Yeah. So that's one physical way where you can like see the effects it has on your body just by timing your pulse i really like that mindfulness really is magic and I've, yeah. I've actually posted on my instagram that exact phrase mm-hmm. because people are not liking or the witch community is not particularly liking the whole especially me i approach um magic with a lot of spirituality mm-hmm. and it's it is what it is mm-hmm. if you want to know how magic really works you need to get your shit together spiritually oh yeah and embody um mindfulness gratitude all the wishy-washy things but mm-hmm. also it's very very powerful when you're using or practicing magic yeah that's like the the first thing that you should be doing. Yeah. It's the literally how my book. Else. Yeah. It's how <laughs> witchery my book starts. The foundations yeah. start with forgiving and self-love and really tapping into who you are. And I haven't gotten any negative feedback. Thank goodness. The book is doing so good. And mm-hmm. I appreciate all my readers. But I'm also very proud of them for opening up their hearts and their minds to the fact that, yes, magic has to be first work on yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you don't work on yourself, I'm sorry, I don't care who you are, your magic is not working. It also, isn't. if you do only half the work or if you've done some of the work and you yeah. start to manifest things in your life and you start to become like a manifester, like you're exercising that muscle of focusing intent and you're not right with yourself and you start letting negative speak come in Mm -hmm. and you start having intrusive thoughts or negative thoughts you're gonna manifest that shit too yep so you have to get your mind right and pro reprogram your mind mindfulness completely reprograms your mind Mm -hmm. so by practicing mindfulness you can 
understand and address all of your thoughts too. So you're not in a place where you're like, you have a negative thought and then you think it's, you know, like a hex or something. Right. You know, that's important. Not manifesting insecurities. Mm -hmm. You have to just be on your shit. Mm Mm-hmm. So that you don't manifest shit that you don't want to come true. Right. And then really quick touching on that, I po- I have um, the Awakening Almanac, right? Mm-hmm. Which is that magical planner that we're publishing. Um, I posted on there saying, I forgot what the exact quote was, but it was just like, you get back what you put out, right? Mm-hmm. Which is basically the truth. I had this one person comment. I just had to like, I didn't even argue with her. I delete ignorant people really quickly. Um, and then I messaged her kind of explaining. So she said, well, how about us that were abused as children? What the fuck? How are you taking such a positive quote and, um, essence of what you put out, you attract to connecting it to your childhood trauma? Obviously she needs to go through therapy and a lot of healing, but also she needed to understand that when we're children, because I was sexually abused and a lot of bad things happened to me, like most of us have gone through, um, we were not able to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. Things happen to us. Bad things happen to us. And it's not because we deserve them. It's not because we manifested them. Mm -hmm. Shit just happens. I think that this is very important to talk about because I think that there is an emphasis in the community on victim blaming. Yeah. And I really, I've, I've also, you know, been sexually assaulted and I have PTSD and I really struggled with the concept of karma. Mm -hmm especially reading a lot of self-help and new age books because Mm -hmm. a lot of them can almost be victim blamey. Yes. To the point where if you mention something like that and somebody has not done a lot of self-work or Mm -hmm. they're just projecting or it's some kind of insecurity, they may take that personally, just thinking it's more of that, you know, you create your own reality. Right. Not everybody (laughs) creates their own reality. Um, People who live in oppressive situations do not create their own reality. I mean, they create, like, in everyday life, you can only do so much if you are living under a severely oppressive regime. You can only do so much if you are in... A labor camp, you yeah. know, like these are the things I think about. Or abusive home, mm-hmm. yeah. Like if you're born in, as a child into an abusive home, there is not a lot that you can do. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that come from a place of privilege mm-hmm. who don't understand what it's like to really, really struggle in a situation that is out of. Yeah. Control. Yeah. And they don't separate the, I guess they don't separate the difference of when we're speaking about manifesting and creating your life. Yeah. And everything happens for a reason. So a lot of people say, oh, I don't believe in everything happens for a reason. So did I deserve what I got? 
Yeah. Because everything happens for a reason. It's just, it's with everything. Whatever you say, whatever you believe, there's always going to be a contradiction, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact is that magic works with law of attraction and magic does work in the realm of you being or being the presence of the energy you want to bring in. Yes. And bringing in what you want and mm-hmm. mentally in your thoughts. It just works that way. This does not mean, however, that you did something to get what happened to you. You did not do anything wrong. It was not your fault. Yes. It happened to you. You did not manifest that shit because I did not manifest my fucking childhood. Yeah. Hell no. Mm -hmm. No child comes into this planet and says, okay, fucking fuck me up. Yeah. Yeah. And also like... (laughs) People are in war-torn countries. You know, people are forced to go to war. Those things are out of your your control. Yeah. You are not manifesting those if that is the environment that you're brought into. And also, the other thing that I think is really toxic that contributes to, like, that comment, for example, is... um, karmic contracts Mm. i'm making air quotes here i've heard of people talking about that a lot of people talk about karmic contracts uh or past life lessons Mm -hmm. like i didn't get raped in my current life because of a fucking past life lesson that is just another way of blaming the victim it's kind of how i see religion too so (laughs) like jesus christ died for our sins kind of concept uh-huh like, it just this whole concept of past associated with new life and new beginning and rebirth doesn't really make any sense. Exactly, it's nonsense to me. I mean, it it if it makes sense to you, you know, if it makes sense to a person, everybody digests information in their own way. I am not a religious person mm-hmm. because I I just just. I'm an anti-authority. <laughs> well, we are religious. Mars That's and Aquarius. Our religion, is, our religion is different. It's connected with the earth, our spirit, the universe. It's just a different kind of religion. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now that all that heavy shit is over, was, I think it does. I think that it was does. Some good talk, good talk. I think it does. Um, it these topics do come out with clover. Because, like we were talking about before, um, it's reprogramming. Yes. It's, so, and it just happened. Right there. We're drinking clover. <laughs> <laughs> it's reprogramming all of that stuff that other people put on you, all of their projections, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And you are in control of your destiny, but your past isn't your fault. <laughs> no, it's not. I think... The concept is just realizing your own personal power. And I think that's the message that gets diluted through a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of yeah. this new age mindfulness manual. Yeah. It's a talk that needs to be had with everyone because a lot of people are not doing work on themselves. They're refusing to go through healing. They're refusing to 
associate magic with manifesting and the law of attraction. And it's really sad because you're not working at your fullest potential. And you deserve to work at your fullest potential because so many amazing things can happen. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that some shitty thing might not happen. Of course, it's life. It is what it is. We'll go through many difficulties. But the whole point is that most of your journey, you're manifesting good and mm -hmm. happiness. Well, also, life is never going to be perfect. No, it, it doesn't make sense for it to be perfect because... Not only that, we just, we live with so many people, so many different people manifesting different shit all around us. Um, you know, there's free will. Mm -hmm. Things are going to happen all the time. And you just can't expect things to be like a fairy tale. Yeah. It just isn't. Like a fairy tale. I hate fairy just tales. Just like shamrocks. Uh, yeah. And I never really liked fairy tales. And I get it. My intuition was on point, I guess. And since I was little, <laughs> I'm like, that's bullshit. There's no Prince Charming. <laughs> Unless it's, it's probably more like the real fairy tales. I know. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the medical properties. Yes. So I have, for red clover, um, the flower tops are used for medicinal purposes. It's used to treat respiratory issues such as asthma, severe cough, and used for preventing cancer. Um, indigestion, high cholesterol, skin disorders, inflammation conditions, and women's health, like um, womb health. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also have um, gout, lung inflammation. You said that homeopathic use for it is dry mouth, dandruff, whooping cough, allergies, fevers, chills, and stiff neck. So the dandruff, I, in winter... It is because of my flare-ups with the lupus. My scalp gets dry, mm -hmm. and I'm constantly thinking, I'm like, I have lice because I have kids. Yeah. I'm like, Mommy, check my hair. <laughs> Do it all the time. She's like, you don't have lice, mija. You're fine. Yeah. Your, your, your scalp is dry. And I couldn't understand why I was getting so dry until finally, by doing more research with the lupus, my my scalp dries up. So I do boil clover in the water and mix it in my shampoo and conditioner oh, nice. to kind of like help with the dryness and moisten my scalp. And it does help a lot. So that's actually where like the Venusian properties Beauty. of clover come in. Uh, they are good for, you know, skin conditions and mm -hmm. beauty. You can also use them in baths. Yes. Which I love because it's free. There's clovers everywhere. We should go foraging together. Yeah. No, we will. Yeah. I mean, I, I, most of the herbs I like to use, I can just pick outside. There are so many. And you don't even have to go in the woods to get clover. And, like, mugwort grows like crazy back here. Mm -hmm. So there's tons of stuff you can get just from outside. You don't have to pay for it. Everybody thinks you have to order something on the Internet that comes from a million miles away, but clovers are, like, right there in your yard right now. Mm -hmm. So you can just pick some of those and put them in your bath. Yep. They're also good for foot baths, too. <laughs> Fucking fairies. Fairies? <laughs> we're talking about fairies. <laughs> I'm um, swiping. If you don't, you can't see what we're doing. Something's, um, like, flying across my face. Is this your first fairy experience? No, I fairies have bothered me since I opened up my um, my studio space because uh -huh. I have millions of plants. Yeah, 
um, never believed in fairies before. And I think I've said the story before. And they showed up in my studio and I was telling my husband that I'm seeing fairies, <laughs> but the fairy that was bothering me was really rude. He was, <laughs> would go on my nose and hit me, like stab me. I don't mm-hmm. know. And then go up to like one of the high shelves and then come back down and stab me in my nose and then go back up to the high shelf. So until I got a ladder and went up there, I looked and the particular plant on the backside had little spider mites. Oh. So I'm like... He's helping me. Interesting. So I started, I cleaned up that space up there and never again. I just saw like fairies all over the place, but never hit me again. He made fun of me. He's like, Juliet, I know you see ghosts for sure. I know you see spirits. I know all this, but fairies. So he really (laughs) like laughed it off and I'm like, but babe, I'm really serious. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, okay. I'm like, I can't believe you don't believe me. Anyway, he's. He went to sleep that night, woke up the next day, and cursed me out. Really? All he had visions of that night was fairies telling him to build little fairy houses to put between my plants. My man is like a biker, burly, beard. That is so funny. You know, muscular. And he went out to our local park. And I thought he was going for a run, came back with a bag with my son with two bags full of um, little fairy houses, twig, no twigs, stones, um, wood pieces. He built them and hot glued them together. I'll take pictures and put them on the blog. We have like over 50 in our home. Got to keep the fae happy. He makes fucking fairy houses all the time. That's amazing. It's so cute. <laughs> I love that. But he's There's a also if you're in the New Jersey area. There is a fairy trail in Rawway. I haven't been to the fairy trail. I did go to UK and I went to their garden where there are actual gardens and waters and rivers there. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen any here. I want to go. Well, I was looking on all trails. Joe and I were going on a hike and we found this trail. And so we're like, okay, let's go. So we go and we're hiking and turns out it's a fairy trail and there's hundreds of fa- fairy houses. Oh, my gosh. I want to go there. It's really cool. All right. So I brought a poem, an old poem, to wrap this up. And I think that this really encompasses the magic of clovers because it, it, it touches on it like all kinds of stuff. All right. So here it goes. I'll seek a four-leaf shamrock and all the fairy dells, and if I find the charmed leaves, oh, how I'll weave my spells. I would not waste my magic might on diamond, pearl, or gold, for treasure tires the weary sense such triumph is but cold. But I would play the enchanter's part in casting bliss around. Oh, not a tear nor aching heart should in the world be found. To worth I would give honor. I dry the mourner's tears, and to the pallid lip recall the smile of happier years. And hearts that had been long estranged, and friends that had grown cold, should meet again like parted streams, and mingle as of old. Oh, thus I'd play the enchanter's part, thus scatter bliss around, and not a tear nor aching heart should in the world be found. The heart that had been mourning over vanished dreams of love should see them all returning like Noah's faithful dove. And hope should launch her blessed bark on sorrow's darkening sea and misery's children have an ark and saved from sinking bee. Beautiful. 
lovely, enchanting. Very, very I, witchy. I do think it is super enchanting mm-hmm. and witchy. So that's it. That's a wrap. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Find a four-leaf clover. Lay in the grass. Stare at the clouds. Do some shit. Goodbye. So, if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate your reviews so much. We are getting so close to 100 reviews. We're at 86, I think. Thank you. That is amazing. Written reviews are great. We love reading what you have to say about the podcast. We love posting them to Instagram. If you would like to follow us, you can follow us at Elder Hour on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. My personal Instagram is at WitchBabySoap on all social medias and at Stay at Home Witch on Instagram. And also remember to follow the Elder Hour um, website because that's where we have our blog and all extended information and contact that we speak about on the podcast we put on there you could follow me at author Juliet Diaz with two z's um, and you could follow our school at sacred craft academy it went from plant coven to sacred craft academy um, and if you want to know why you could see the post explaining the name change but we still have um, plant coven as one of our plans either way head to the blog subscribe because we have cool information there have a great day bye happy saint patrick's day these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration these statements are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease